I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with it's gonna be the girls are still wearing their clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. And we are your sexy swinging lifestyle hosts for today. We are here to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about non-traditional relationships. The swinger lifestyle has transformed our life. Meeting each other has shattered everything we thought about normal relationships. Maneuvering our way through non-monogamy has transformed our view on sex, sexuality, and what we can make together. switching it up always we produce a show every week for your listening pleasure and our sponsors make this all possible we truly appreciate their generosity and everything they do to support us if you would like to sponsor our show or get an ad in our show please contact us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com and if you like our show get social with us our instagram is sex.uninterrupted and we share our sexy stories all day long our twitter is sxuninterrupted and we also have a facebook like page am i talking too fast uh, just a little bit. Uh, i just want to get going okay <laughs> go. twitter account yeah go ahead okay so <laughs> we are really organized today so the smoke show um for the smoke show this week we try to strain from whistler cannabis called dance hall dance hall is a 60 40 sativa dominant hybrid is named after the style of reggae played in times of celebration because dance hall will lift your spirits to a happier place where creativity and social bonding thrive it provides users with an uplifted, happy, and euphoric state. A review on Leafy States, five stars flat out. If you want something that is going to destroy pain and inflammation but leave you feeling creative and energetic with a clear mind, then you need to look no further than Dance Hall. <laughs> it's a great strain. I, I, can't, I can't argue with it. So thank you, James, for that. Now let's get to the topic for this week's show. Astrology has been a huge part of my life. Since I was a little girl, I would read and study it. As I grew older, I took courses to understand more, and continuously I'm shocked with how accurate and comforting this practice can be. This week, we are excited to bring on a guest on our show to discuss just how practical this tool can be when it comes to relationships, non-monogamy, and sexy time. Uh, We actually met her while at Naughty in Nolens and love everything she's doing to bring awareness to this powerful practice. And make sure to stay tuned for the end of the show to to enter into our contest. Go to thesexylifestyle.com slash contest to enter. And let's get to the show. Our guest today is the founder of 8th House Astrology. She is an educator at Naughty and Nolens and a number of other events all over North America. From large corporate conferences to more intimate wine and star parties, she offers custom-tailored presentations to introduce audiences to various sizes to and interest to the basic principles of personal astrology. Please welcome the incredible Julie McGill to our show. Hi, Julie. Hi, guys. <laughs> we always like to do grand intros. It was grand. <laughs> I hope I, I live up to that. <laughs> I, I, you certainly do. Um, we caught your uh, your little seminar at Naughty in Ireland last year, and it was awesome. Yes, totally up my alley. I was like, I have to talk to this woman. 
And it was I'm awesome. glad you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, we loved it. Um, so after that nice little intro for you, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think that's a pretty good representation of, of what I do and where I'm coming from. Um, my astrology practice is a little bit different from what many other astrologers do. Um, I like to get out to the community and talk to people about what astrology is. I feel that uh, most people don't have the foundation of knowledge that's really necessary to form a conclusion about what astrology is and what its value is and its, its usefulness in our lives. And once I kind of give them a glimpse of what astrology is all about, uh, they get very excited about what it could possibly add to their lives. And so I think it's important that other astrologers get out into the community and kind of spread this awareness uh, so that we're not all talking to each other. Um, I love hearing from other astrologers what they're doing. I like getting into online communities where people are sharing their enthusiasm, but I also think it's really important to reach out and kind of give people this uh, open door to astrology. Yeah, and I think that's incredible work to be doing because, I mean, even businesses, this is something that you can implement into how you do business. If you launch something, you know, when's the best time to launch it in the moon cycle? And it, it is very, um, like I said, comforting, but also accurate. So. Well, and it's a very practical tool, right? Like it, it can be used in different avenues. And I think that's what I like about it, that it can, it's not just about like who you are as a person. It can be like Tara said about like when to release something, when do you find that it's going to be impactful for you and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's great. Like I, I didn't really know, I knew my sign before I met Tara. Your sun sign? <laughs> well, sure, yes. <laughs> They're going to talk about all these other signs that I just, I don't really know about. I know my sign, my one sign. I know all your other ones. Perfect. <laughs> so, Julie, do you mind sharing a little bit with our audience kind of what astrology is and how you kind of introduce people to the concept of astrology to open their minds up to, to something different than what they probably read in like Cosmo and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, you know, rewind about 30,000 years and our ancestors were keeping track of lunar cycles on cave walls. Um, astrology is, is the oldest scientific endeavor of mankind. So no big deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, somewhere along the way, we lost value in it. But uh, that's what I'm trying to bring back. So, um, yeah, so around 6,000 B.C., the Sumerians kind of got more in-depth into what was going on in our sky. And then about 2000 B.C., the Babylonians came up with the, the zodiac system, kind of as we know it. Mm-hmm. And back in that time, astronomy and astrology were the same thing. I mean, the yeah. movement of the heavens over Earth and then the interpretation of how that affected us as humans, as part of the living Earth, made sense. And so for many, many millennia, in fact, for almost all of human history, science and spirituality were one thing. And mm-hmm. at some point, those got divided. I mean, right now we are living in kind of the gap between 
science and spirituality. And, and Alice Howell, one of my uh, favorite uh, astrologers, said it so well when she said, science lost its sense of wonder and religion lost its proof. And so now we have these kind of two separated sets of universal laws that can't speak to each other. And I think astrology is what bridges that gap. And, uh, you know, for me, it's very much part of my spirituality. I think when you consider the fact that there are 10,000 stars for every grain of sand on the earth, how is there not a source? How is there not some beautiful cosmic intelligence that makes sense of all that? But Mm -hmm. people don't have to follow my lead in that sense. You know, astrology can be whatever it needs to be for you. I mean, the beautiful thing about the astrology community is that everyone has a different set of beliefs, and we're all coexisting together because it doesn't have to be, for me, what it is for you. You know, um, I like for people to see kind of the range of what all astrology does, and then they can pick and choose where it resonates with them and where it's useful uh, to them. So to kind of just go down the line of what I like to show in my presentations is, is first of all, understanding the self in the natal chart. So, you know, James was kind of alluding to the fact that he um, believes himself to be represented by one sign of the zodiac. Mm -hmm. Well, most people in the Western world do, right? Mm -hmm. But what what we know is our sign is, is really only our sun sign. So if we were born on May 23rd, as I was, I would consider myself a Gemini. But that like, says very little about me. Yes, and I am too. I'm May 31st, so another Gemini. But you say that has, that has <laughs> little to do with who you are as a person? It, it has a lot to do with who we are, but there are so many other pieces of the puzzle. Oh, for sure. So, no, I, I look at my natal chart and I don't know. I like I look at it and go, oh, there's that many influences when it comes to this sort of stuff. But like you said, most people just assume when they read the back of like a Cosmo or your news local newspaper that that sign is what represents who you are. You're exactly right. And I think that's why people are misled about how astrology could be accurate, because they think I don't fit within 12 groups of humans. You know, I'm a Gemini, and I know many Gemini who aren't exactly like me yeah. or you, right, Tara? Yeah, yeah that's so true. And so, so what they don't really realize is that the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, uh, every planet all the way out to Pluto were also in zodiac signs. In fact, we are, each of us, a representation of all 12 zodiac signs in some area of our life. So mm-hmm. astrology is just very intricate. And when it comes to sun sign horoscopes, they're very misleading. And I think they confuse people as to how astrology could work or be useful because we all know we are not one of 12 types. Absolutely. And I, it, and it's so deep. Like once you actually start to uh, uncover what astrology is, I think that's when it slowly starts to reveal itself to you and re- reveal um, how accurate it is too, because you start to see the differences. And I think comparing charts is probably the best way to start seeing differences. Right. right? Uh, that's kind of how I learned. Um, 
do we need to go to a quick commercial break right now? No, we're good. We're still good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I, I really do want to talk more about the different signs and the different planets and kind of how that um, makes up a natal chart. But I don't want to start right now because we're right. going to cut to a break. So I, I did have one quick, quick question. Is this the kind of the reason why science and astrology might be divided is like, you know, even in science right now, I know that they've removed Pluto as a planet technically from our solar system and it doesn't exist in the planet, but it still has an effect on your astrology sign. Is that kind of like a division in the way that like science and astrology might view each other? Yeah, I think that has some to do with it. And, you know, people ask that question in, in my seminars as well. They say, well, what about Pluto? That's not a planet. And in my response is, Pluto is an energetic being in our solar system, and it affects me, and it affects you, and we can categorize it however we want and put whatever label it is on it, but that doesn't take away its significance and the proof as to how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because even like asteroids they have in natal charts and, and moons, other moons, like bigger moons that are in our solar system can, can play a big role on our natal chart as well. Right. So, you know, astrology, I say astrology is like opening a closet door and walking inside and finding a 50-room mansion. It is just so incredibly complex, but the wonderful thing is that it works, and it's disheartening. Like, I think there was a, a British man who... Uh, did a study to debunk the fact that um, astrology is important in relationships and compatibility. And he did this test on a, like one or two million couples, I forget what oh it was, gosh. using only sun signs. And I thought, why would you spend all of that time and money testing something the wrong way? With just <laughs> that. Oh. Well, I yeah, think this it, is a great conversation to start out, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but we do have to cut to a quick commercial break. And we're, when we come back, we are going to talk about the basics and elements of astrology. So stay tuned after the break. Sexy is back, and we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Thanks for tuning in and turning on with us. You'll find answers to all the questions you've been dying to ask about sex and sexuality from a resource you can trust. On the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network, you'll find amazing experts on love, sex, and relationships to guide you through the fun and fascinating complexities of human sexuality with a warmth and openness you'll love to hear. Let's create a sexual evolution together on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. 
No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Welcome back to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. Uh, we have a great discussion this week talking about astrology. 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 Astrology with Julian McGill. Um, I think this is going to be a great topic. Uh, we're going to touch on some of the basics and the elements of astrology, and we Do all you know, know the elements. I'm pretty sure there's four elements because I only know of one fifth element, and that's a supreme being, and that's from the fifth <laughs> element. But anyways, there's air, fire, water, and earth. Am I right? That's right. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite okay. movies back then. So okay, so I'm sorry, okay. Tara. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> okay, so when I um, talk to people about astrology, the elements are kind of the first layer of um, information I like to uh, give to them. So. When we talk about our our sun signs, which is what we were talking about before the break, that does lend a lot to our personality, and and all of the 12 zodiac signs fall into four different elements, like you said, James, earth, air, fire, and water. And so I like to give this example is that the elements are at play all the time, even though we we aren't consciously aware of it. So air signs naturally complement other air signs and fire signs. Air and fire go together. Mm-hmm. It's the same with earth and water signs. Earth and water, they just pair well together. And so when I talk to, talk to people and about their social groups, that is always playing out even though they don't know it. So, for example, Tara sent me a message not too long ago, and she was on a girl's trip, and she gave me the makeup of that trip. And out of that trip, 11 out of 13, I think it was, or maybe it was 10 out of, out of 12 girls were all air and fire signs. Oh, and yeah. I always give this anecdotal evidence. I say I can walk into any party and 75% of the people there will be all earth and water signs or air and fire signs. We just mm-hmm. attract each other. That's who we vibe with. We understand each other. We're motivated the same way. We're speaking the same yeah. language. And so I, I know you guys know what it's like when you meet someone who is a very wonderful person and there's nothing wrong with what they're doing or saying, but you don't vibe. Your, yeah. your energy is just different. You're on different wavelengths, and you, it, it kind of creates this dissonance where even though you like that person, fine, that's not who you want to have a beer with. Yeah, exactly. No, I, yeah. I know what you mean. And can I ask a quick question? How is how is your air, fire, earth, or water like um, element sort of described? How do you find out what I guess you are? Good okay, question. so it depends on what your your sun sign is, and like we said earlier, if you, if you're looking at your natal chart and see that you have planets, many of them in fire signs, you might be a more fiery person, even though you're sun is, for instance, in a water sign. But the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. 
The air signs are Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And so this, this works in our social group, but it also works a lot in relationships. Um, you see a lot of fire signs married to other fire signs or air signs, and that's mm-hmm. true for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. You see a lot of earth signs married to other earth signs or water signs. We're just naturally going together. When you try to cross-match match them, it's kind of like oil and water. You can shake it up to the end of time, but it's just not merging together. It'll continue to separate. Right. Uh, I do have a question, too. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm Gemini, so I'm an air sign, but my chart is majority water. So which one would you use? Would you say I'm more of a water person or more of an air person because that's my sun sign? I, I would still consider myself an air sign. Um, our sun sign kind of represents our soul. Um, and so that, that's a huge part of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the same is, is true for James. So uh, he might be a fire sign, but if you look deep into his chart, he probably has some other elements going on that mesh very nicely with what your makeup is. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I'm looking at, he has a lot of fire. You are, no wonder. Um, fire. <laughs> He's fiery. I'm a firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That makes sense. I like that idea. And, you know, I'm one of those people that likes to kind of, I, I don't know about you, but I ask everybody their signs. I'm always trying to guess what their sign is too. And I do find that that, that does people mesh that way big time especially right. at events yeah like you see it in the groups you see it in clicks you see it a, a lot in society and probably in the workplace too I'm assuming yeah you do and I, I think that's why um, understanding astrology can be really useful you know outside of the bedroom outside of relationships outside of understanding ourselves I mean it's important in the workplace the, the elements say a lot about how you function how you make decisions, uh, and your sexuality, of course. So each element kind of needs something different for sexual satisfaction, and understanding what that is about your partner is actually incredible. I mean, I think that, you know, people understand their partner kind of on this surface level, but it's so neat to understand kind of what's underlying that, like why they need something different than any other person in order to be sexually satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can we talk about that actually? Because I know you mentioned to me being an air sign, you need kind of that mental stimulation. Yes, absolutely. So um, air, the element itself, kind of re- it represents thinking, uh, our mental capacity, our communication skills. So when you are an air sign, you have a lot going on in your mind when you're having sex or when you're turned on. So for earth signs, in comparison, they are very much connected to their physical bodies. So if you touch an earth person in the correct way, they're going to love it because they are their physical bodies. That's, 
that's what they need for sexual stimulation. It's physical. Well, we always think of sex as a very physical act, but the truth is when you're an air sign, sex is in your head. Like Mm -hmm. the brain is your sex organ. So if you're having sex with an earth sign who can't understand why they're touching you in such a beautiful and, and sensual way and it's not doing anything for you, it's because they're kind of missing the mark. If they don't have some type of mental connection going on with you, It's not going to work. It's not going to get you there. You will never reach orgasm. And so what is so neat about astrology is kind of understanding where our partner's coming from and what they need. So if, if I'm having sex with an earth sign, but I have some mental fantasy going on about somebody else, like that earth sign is kind of like missing part of what my sexual experience is. So wouldn't it be amazing if my partner is engaging in that fantasy with me or talking to me about what I'm thinking about while we're having sex and all of a sudden, you know, he is physically pleasured because what he needs is very bodily oriented, Mm -hmm. but what I need is very mental oriented or communication Mm -hmm. oriented And so it's neat when we can know what each other needs and kind of incorporate those together instead of my earth sign partner feeling like he's falling short or that I need to be thinking of someone other than him while we're together. That makes perfect sense. What, what about fire signs? Yeah, what about me? (laughs) Yeah, what do they need? I mean, and water, I want to (laughs) know. Okay, well, fire signs are just impulsive. Uh, they just like excitement when it comes down to it. Um, They love the thrill of the chase. They like, you know, sex in crazy places. Um, It's really (laughs) more about the spontaneity uh, and ability to take instant action than it is on, you know, anything else. So they just need that kind of entertainment element that... uh, passion, that spontaneity, that um, instant satisfaction, you know, when a lot of times people think that fire signs, like they, they don't use good judgment because they're so impulsive, but when it comes down to it, they're kind of reading energy and interpreting energy, even though not consciously. So they get an impulse and it's like an energy and they go with it. And yeah. so fire signs are extremely sexual, and, and what they need, though, is that excitement, that ability to express their passion in the moment when they feel it, and a lot of times for kind of newness. So, you know, experience something in a, a public place or even with a new person. Um, That's totally James. So, Okay. (laughs) Oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. And do you want to talk about water? Yeah, we have a short time. If you could, if you wrap up water in less than a minute, I'd be. (laughs) Okay. So, well, water is is uh, difficult but easy at the same time. They're uh, very emotional people, so they like that emotional feeling connection and a lot of times they move a little bit slower into the bedroom even getting there is kind of a longer process because Mm -hmm. they need that deep connection in order to feel trusting in order to feel open in order to move to that kind of secret place in their life 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can, I can see that. And we have to go to a quick commercial break. When we get back, I wanted to share actually my experience with different signs too. So, and let's talk about more sex. Yeah, on the sex and sexuality part of it. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. stay tuned after a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Are you ready for clit whispering healthy talk? Tune in to the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show. Founded and hosted by Dr. Maffei Peraza Godoy and Dominique Karetsis, this program will answer all of your burning questions in a frank, casual, and uncensored manner. We'll tell you what we know and improve what you know. Turn the lights down, grab a hot cup of whatever, and join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. Yes, I got her to say it this time. Uh, we were having a great conversation with Julie McGill, who yes. is the creator of Eighth House Astrology. And um, we just talked about the elements. And that blew my mind, Julie. Seriously, like, I'm thinking because, you know, we're non-monogamous. I always ask all of my partners their their sun signs, at least. I have quite a few of their charts, actually, too. And I find I attract a lot of air and water. Um and when you were explaining the water signs, like taking it slow and like really being emotionally co- connected, that is 100% what they've all needed. Like, right. So, so on the ball. And I think with Tara being a shapeshifter, she's able to like definitely move between all these. Now I know I'm t- touching back on like Tantra and something different, but it is kind of interesting to see her move within these spaces because like her even looking at her natal chart, like she doesn't have like a major, major element other than water, but everything else seems to be pretty, pretty balanced. Even. Like she's got a crazy natal chart. <laughs> if you guys could ever have a chance to see it, let me tell you, it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts in my opinion. It's just busy. You're a beautiful like, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's a beautiful mess. 
All right. So um, we are going to touch on what a natal chart technically. Well, sexuality in yes, the natal chart. In the natal chart. Um, we've been talking about natal charts. I don't know if you guys know about this. Um, there are different websites and different places you can go and get your natal chart done. And it tells you um, what or you, you can need. you go to Julie. What you need. Yes. Or you could go to Julie. <laughs> and Julie, what do you need to produce a natal chart? So in order to um, produce a natal chart, I need a person's date of birth and the exact time of birth and location. Mm-hmm. So most people do have their time of birth on their, their birth certificate or, you know, a family member is able to tell them pretty specifically what time of day they were born. If they can't, we can still see a lot, although mm-hmm. it is ideal to have all three pieces of information. Yeah, you don't get your your rising sign, right? If you don't have exactly. a birth Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're Which missing is, the rising sign in the houses. Yeah, and that's the rising sign's pretty important. And for us layman's out there, um, <laughs> what is the rising sign? No, oh. <laughs> uh, um, the the time of birth is to show um, in your natal chart where each planet is at the exact time of your birth. Correct. Yes. That's. That's right. And specifically, the moon travels pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So the moon goes in and out of signs about every two and a half days. So every third day, if you were born on that particular day, if you don't know if you were born in the day or in the night, you might not know what, what sign the moon was in. And the moon is very yeah. important to your identity in the chart. And so the time of day is important, not just for the moon, but like uh, Tara said, the rising sign. And uh, being able to use the house system to talk about kind of where our energies manifest in life. Um, Yeah. And usually when I look at um, readings or when I look at um, my, what is it called? My readings for the day. I usually look at my rising sign and my sun sign. Those are my two big, big. You're right. And, And I talk to people about astrology one of the main things I like to tell them is, is to figure out your rising sign. If, if you want to follow horoscopes, if you know you want to get on astro.com or one of the great websites and uh, see what your horoscope is for the day, it's actually most useful if you're looking at your rising sign and not your sun sign. So people are always kind of uh, thrown when I tell them they've been reading the wrong horoscope all these years. Okay, James is saying we need to talk about sinistry and sexuality. Um, sinistry is something I'm not super familiar with. I'm pretty beginner when it comes to astrology. Do you, do you mind sharing a little bit about what sinistry is? Sure. So when we're talking about the natal chart, uh, you know, it looks like a very complex wheel. And when we put that wheel for one person like you on top of James's chart, uh, we call that a synastry analysis. And so what we see is how you emit energy and how James receives it. And then in reverse, Mm -hmm. how he emits energy and how you feel it. And so this is just a way of looking on paper at people's chemistry 
and at their compatibility and in what ways they kind their energies kind of naturally flow together and in what areas of their relationship there might be some tension because their energies are very different and they need a way to kind of work out how those energies are going to be able to flow together, especially in a, a long-term relationship. And it brings a lot of awareness of things that maybe you need to work on, whether it be communication or whether it be opening up your relationship too. I'm sure that you can see maybe, I don't know for sure, I haven't done enough research on this, but I'm sure you can kind of see where some people are non-monogamous and, and where they do have multiple partners. You're absolutely right. Uh, a funny thing, I was doing a chart for someone not too long ago, and, and I, I didn't know a whole lot about him. And, and I, I told him, and it was almost kind of embarrassing for me. I said, you know, I, I see two different women in your chart, and I, I'm kind of at a loss as to what your type is because these are like two totally different women. And he says, I'm polyamorous, and I have two partners, and you just explain them both. <laughs> what? Oh my that God. is amazing. That makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah, saying that they're like when you're when you're putting these natal charts on top of one another and drawing sort of like a conclusion from the intersecting lines where planets line up and different houses and different stuff. They so like just to kind of describe a little bit more of a natal chart and like sexuality. Is there like a sign that kind of, is there a sign or a planet that technically really truly describes your sexuality or is it like a vast, like a couple of them? Or the sex house. I forget which one that is. Right. It it is a combination of things. And so, you know, I say like a a chart is Pandora's box. It, It has a lot to say. But what I normally look for is kind of recurring themes. So when I'm looking at a chart and trying to kind of surmise what someone's sexual preferences or sexual identity might be, I'm going to look for sure at the sun and the moon and their rising sign, but also, you know, Venus and Mars. And there are other planets that kind of come into play, and especially when we're talking about kind of uh, more progressive forms of sexuality that are kind of different from our cultural norm, I'm looking at Uranus. Like the planet Uranus is going to show me that this particular person is going to express themselves sexually in whatever way is very authentic to them. And it's probably going to be different from like the cultural standard. I just want to draw a small conclusion to the fact that like literally the planet (laughs) that deals with your sexuality (laughs) is Uranus. I'm just going to point that out. Well, come on. Like, I want to get up all the Uranus. Uranus is also a generational planet, right? Isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. So, because both of um, us, we have it in the same sign. It's in Sagittarius house. for us. No different houses. Right. So it was probably in, in Sagittarius for all of us. But when I see it falling, for instance, in your house of, of kind of sexual preference or sex, which is the fifth house, or I see it falling... Um, right on top of Venus in your chart where there's a conjunction that I know that the way you love is going to be kind of progressive. It's going to kind of be different Mm -hmm. than maybe what everybody else um, in your culture is doing. And so I'm not just looking at what sign it's in, but what house it's in and what connection it's kind of making to your love planet. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know about that one. 
And can we quickly just touch on, and we don't have, we have about, you know, a little bit of time here, but can we touch on, like, um, can you determine, like, straight up whether somebody's non-monogamous from your natal chart? That's what she said. Well, no, she said, but, like, the multiple partners, but I'm, like, I'm talking about, like, non-monogamy, like, consensual non-monogamy. Do you know that most, like, could you tell by first looking at somebody whether they're in a non-monogamous relationship? Not necessarily, but I can see how they are more or less hardwired. So, for instance, if I'm talking to a couple and I see that the man has Venus and Sagittarius, my eyebrow is going to raise because right. if they believe themselves to be in a monogamous relationship, I know that he is fighting his hardwiring constantly. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't mean that he's lying about being faithful or that he doesn't want to be, but his impulses are just very different from the lifestyle he's living. And so it's, you know, what are we going to do with that? It's not anything to be afraid of, but, you know, if you're not living in an open lifestyle, then how do you let this energy play out in a healthy way that's within the boundaries of your relationship? So. The answer to your question is yes. Like I can, I can see very clearly when people kind of have the urge to be non-monogamous or to be more experimental in, in their life. And so when they're with a partner who's extremely different, then they have to be really mindful and conscious of that and then formulate a way that works for both of them. That's, and that is, that awareness is so powerful to know that okay this is something that's in my almost like my my blood my dna and that's whatever's in your partners and then you can you can use um other information in the chart to understand how to communicate more clearly with each other sometimes people don't communicate like face to face well like you can actually find that sort of stuff out through the chart Right, you're right. And so I think, you know, our tendency, our human nature is to take things very personally and we don't understand that like our our partner's needs are are predestined in a way. And when I'm talking about like fidelity and topics like that, which are hot button issues for other people, you know, and and even for us, right, because we want to have that trust in our relationships. You know, it, it, it's not an excuse for going outside of kind of the rules of your relationship, but I can see like, hey, this person is kind of fighting their instincts in this scenario that you guys have created, and, and that's no excuse. But how do we work better with yeah. those energies? Because when I look at a chart, I say like, these are the energies and the music has to play. Okay, so how is the music going to play? Like, let's talk about it. Like, how how can this like be played out in a way so that the person isn't like suppressing their natural desires, which creates kind of that loaded spring effect. I mean, they're going to pop at any moment, right? And so we want to let the music play so that we are all kind of fulfilling our purpose and, and playing out our energy in a way that really works for ourselves and our partners. Mm, I love it. I think it's a, I think it's an instrumental tool in the way that we see relationships. And um, again, I got to cut us off for another quick commercial break because our sponsors need that airtime. Uh, and <laughs> so stay tuned after the break for our IG questions. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. 
Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Welcome back to Sex Uninterrupted with Taryn James. We have been discussing everything and all things that do with sexuality, sex, relationships, and astrology. And I, I think, Julie, you have knocked it out of the park. And we just have, in our last segment here, some IG questions from our Instagram followers. And Tara polled them all. So let's go with the first question. What sign tells me about my sexuality? Sun, moon, or rising? Okay, so I would say it's a combination of all three. And uh, as we uh, spoke earlier, also Venus and Mars. So Venus describes kind of how we express and like to receive love. It's, it's our love language, which is, as we know, a little bit different than our sexuality. But Mars is actually the physical act. So, you know, how we express our sexual energy. Um, but like the, the, um, the Instagram follower asked, the sun, the moon, and the rising sign all play a part of that. And so I, I like to tell people that even though there's not a real precise answer to that, because we're kind of a blend of all of those elements of our chart, play with them. You know, read up on yeah. them. I mean, h- how do all of those signs express their sexuality and what feels right to you? And it's so interesting that, you know, we've lived years in these bodies and we've done certain things and been attracted to certain things. And we don't know why or we even like kind of try to uh, quash it if we think that it's something that's kind of taboo or uh, we don't understand it. But when we get into it, it's like, oh, you know. That's why handcuffs turned me on, you know. Mm-hmm. Gemini rules the wrist and the hands. You know, I love that's having my hands in the my body. Yeah, no, I, it's so sensitive for me. Absolutely, exactly. Okay, next question. Uh, I'm just going to pick one from here. What sign would have the most difficulty being non-monogamous? Oh, I know, right? Well, tough questions on here. (laughs) 
And and I guess it it depends on what level, you know, um, because I think all different signs can have difficulty in for different reasons. Okay, does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. some signs are more prone to like possessiveness and Mm -hmm. that's what it's about. Um, And other signs are just, they're they're not prone to non-monogamy because they don't understand it because for them sexuality is such a deep thing, Mm -hmm. right? That they don't understand kind of more lighter relationship types. Um, I felt like I was proven wrong at an event I spoke at last year, but up until that time, I would say cancer. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with you just from my own polling that I do with people. And the next question I actually, which is one of the ones in here, what sign do you see most often in non-monogamous relationships? Uh, Sagittarius and Gemini are big ones. Yeah. Really, really big ones. Um, there, there are some other that are sprinkled in. Um, Aries. Fire signs, mostly. Yeah, I was going to say Aries. Aries. I, I a find lot a lot of, of men. A lot of men are Aries in the, in the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, okay, why did I love one cancer man but couldn't stand being with another? I was like, look at his moon sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And and like I said, that's why a lot of us are misled about how astrology works is because we think that from one cancer to the next, these two men should be incredibly alike. And mm-hmm. that's just not true. I mean, it's I'm sure it's likely that one cancer man was you know, extremely uh, a water-based sign, and he had a lot of that going on in his chart, and another might have had a lot of fire and was more spontaneous and excitable um, and wasn't so much into placing so much importance on stability and kind of the same, you know, cancers need a lot of sameness. Um, Their bedroom style is normally kind of more subtle and gentle and, uh, you know, fire signs are much more exciting and spontaneous and different than that. So, like I said, our sun sign kind of is is not even half the story. Exactly. And that's what we are going to preach until the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I like this next question. Um, is sex compatibility the same as relationship compatibility when it deals with the natal chart? Mm, that's a good one. It's definitely part of it. So, you know, when I'm talking about, like, what your love language is, what your sex style is, you know, if it is um, type A, just to make it very simple, and your partner's is type B, then it's, you're speaking different languages. And, Mm -hmm. And I like to, you know, talk just because it's easy about the love languages. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the love languages, but your partner is doing something to, like, express their love. And if you're speaking a different language, like, you just don't see it. Like, you're not receiving it. They're meaning to show you love or affection, and you don't get it. It's just a different language than what you speak. So, um, did did I answer that well? I think so. I, think so. I, think I, it, I just don't, I, like, is there any difference between sex compatibility and relationship compatibility? Like, could you, I guess, I guess, the, I guess what they're trying to ask is, like, could you have, like, complete sexual chemistry with somebody, but realize that, like, a relationship just doesn't work with that person, like. Or vice versa. Or vice oh, versa. 
Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, it's depending on who you are, too. You know, if, if you don't need a very strong connection with someone in order, in order to enjoy sex with them, then you don't get into all that stuff. You never even know if you're long-term compatible, compatible because you, you don't kind of get into where the communication styles might cause your relationship a hang-up. Or So your sexual compatibility is one element of many, many elements of compatibility in the chart, which, like I said, would, in, would include like your communication ability. Right. Mm -hmm. Or how you act behind closed doors, your moon sign, like how you function in the home. So Mm -hmm. the chart says all different things about our persona and then we compare it to another person. And when we have a lot in common, we're very compatible. But, yes, you can have sexual elements in common and enjoy kind of the sex act with that person. But you you wouldn't want to move much further than that because so many of the other elements of the synastry chart are off. And that's why non-monogamy is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, that, and that, again, that's like what we talk about is like the whole variety of this whole sort of different concepts of being like, I could see myself just wanting to have sex with you, but I couldn't see myself in a relationship with you because we just have that sexual thing, but the whole extra stuff and all this other stuff that comes into play is kind of interesting. And I, I yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah. And thank you, Julie. I think we're going to start winding down our segment right now. So if you want to share with everybody how they can find you, I know that you said you're doing some sort of study for an app. So feel free to share that right now, too. Sure. So, you know, anyone who would like to get in touch with me can go to my website, which is www.8houseastrology.com. And that's eight, the numeral eight, eight, T-H, houseastrology.com. My website has some kind of background information on astrology and the services that I provide. Um, Anyone can also email me, and my email address is julie, J-U-L-I-E, at 8houseastrology.com. And again, that's the number 8, T-H, houseastrology.com. And right now, I am actually working on an app. And what I need, I've, I've come up with an algorithm that I think works really well for kind of determining chemistry and compatibility, but I need more test data. So anybody who has, you know, two spare minutes to get online and shoot me a quick email of their birth data and their partner's birth data, um, I would just love to have as much as I can so that I can go back and and test and make sure that I'm on the right path as far as what I've come up with. That's great. So, um, <laughs> we will send you all our information. We did. I did. Perfect. We already sent ours in. So Got it. send it in. Send it in. And uh, social media. What's your Instagram? Um, I believe Eighth House Astrology. I don't. I don't get on there a whole heck of a lot. But I'm on. I'm on Facebook and Eighth yep. House Astrology. I, I don't think that there's anybody who has any business name that's anywhere close to mine that I've seen so far. So I'm pretty easy to find. Awesome. And all the links will be available on, on the, the show notes. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much, Julie, for sharing this amazing information with our listeners. I know that they'll truly appreciate it. Um, we're diving into the personal depths and I think that what you're doing is amazing. And if you guys want to check her out, 
Check her out at 8th House Astrology. And yes, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, yeah, and next week we'll, we'll be... Yeah, next week we'll be live at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And until then... Keep it sexy. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed The Sexy Show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at sxuninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Monday at 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 8 p.m. on the East Coast on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. 
Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.